You're listening to Life in the Faust Lane with Jared and Mary Faust. We are a brother-sister duo here to talk about everything from our opposing political views to Grandma's cornbread and everything in between. Thank you for listening. It's your girl, Mary. I wanted to talk a little bit more about one of my favorite topics, aside from yoga, which is meditating. So I, and the point of this episode is to encourage people to find meditation for their life, whatever works for you. And there's such a broad variety of things to try, so I'm here to talk about my own experiences with meditating and to hopefully encourage you to start practicing and trying and really I guarantee you you're going to notice benefits very early on and then hopefully you will want to encourage your loved ones and friends in your life because meditating is the cheapest <laughs> it's free and In my opinion, it eventually becomes the simplest (laughs) way to just calm our lives down a little bit and bring more peace, more a feeling of stability into our lives. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to get out of your pajamas. You don't even have to be in a quiet, silent room. (laughs) There's literally no rules. But, um, so here we go. Let's talk about it. I started being interested in meditating and mindfulness. I vividly remember I was 16 years old. Already just had this sense that this can't be it. (laughs) This cannot be it in life. Like, I gotta know more. So I went to Barnes & Noble went to, you know, whatever section it was like self-help like. And I found this book. I can't remember. I should have like planned for this episode um, the name of the book, but it was something along the lines of like how, how to meditate for the modern girl. Like the whole premise of the book was, are you young? Are you a girl? And do you want to learn how to just chill your life out a little more? So, like, I just remember feeling so excited that I had found that book. It was very short, looked like an easy read from what I read, you know, in Barnes & Noble on the back and stuff of the book. I was already like, this is exactly what I have felt I've been needing in my life. So... I read that book. It changed my life from 16 on um, in the sense that I just knew that the more Buddhist ways of looking at life and Zen, I loved everything Zen from 16 to modern day. If something, you know, is, is a, a book or a game, card game, whatever, and it, it has Zen in the title, send it my way. I'm buying it. Just love everything, that culture. Um, And so, 
you know, I didn't actually practice a lot of meditating. Well, that's not true. I did practice meditating when I was a teenager. It just wasn't like, you know, such such a consistent thing. But I would. I would practice ways of, you know, catching the bad thoughts, um, being more control in control of my own brain and my thoughts. So I did start doing that pretty early. But I would say um, it took me to about... 25 or 26, the age um, where I really started practicing meditating as a regular, consistent part of my everyday. And that's when I also started attending meditation retreats once or twice a year um, and more if I could have afforded them. (laughs) But that really changed my world. I've tried all different methods. And so, yeah, I want to just share a little bit of that with you. And in past episodes, I have talked about how in those beginning years, I thought I'm doing this wrong. (laughs) My brain is too damaged. You know, these people have been doing it since they were young. So they, anyways, all the excuses I would get really down on myself and then I wouldn't meditate at all because I thought, well, I can't do it. Um, but but I would always come back to it because I would, I don't know, listen to a guided meditation that would finally bring me back. Um, at a lot of the retreats I went on, they did a really good job at like instilling the belief in me that there is, there's no such thing as you meditated wrong. (laughs) And so once I really understood that, even if I tried to sit for like 20 minutes and felt like the entire 20 minutes was filled with anxiety or anger thoughts or just a, you know, repeating story in my head and then the bell dinged and then I, you know, opened my eyes or whatever to feel like, oh, well, that wasn't relaxing at all. That's still was me taking the time to attempt to like, so, so you know, it was doing something. And even just before recording this episode, I sat down, I set an 11 minute timer on my phone. I didn't feel like I'm just lazy today. So I just sat on the couch with my back kind of reclined, which there are, you know, ways you can learn to sit properly when you meditate and some days I'm in the mood for that but today I wasn't (laughs) so I just sat on the couch which this is my point it doesn't matter it was it still felt great it's what I needed um and I was kind of just going in and out of kind of quiet brain to like thoughts of you know my plans for the upcoming future things like that and so It just doesn't matter. I just felt really good afterwards. Sometimes I can sit for 20 minutes and it's just a wonderful experience of just quiet brain, feeling really good, maybe counting my breaths. Like, but you know, it's different every time. So, but the results, no matter what my monkey brain is doing, the results cannot be argued in my life. I if I just do a 10-minute meditation every day in whatever fashion I feel like doing it that day, my life improves, and it always has been that way. 
from the get-go. I, I recognized it eight years ago when I really started to do it daily and changed the way I did it daily. If it was a walk on Monday, a guided meditation on Tuesday, a 20-minute silent meditation on Wednesday, Thursday, oops, I forgot to do it, no big deal. You know, you get my point. You just have to carve that time out for yourself. And sometimes I consider a yoga practice to be my meditation. Um, So, you know, I'm a busy mom. I don't have time to to do it all some days. Um, But yoga and meditation to me kind of go hand in hand if you're setting that intention. So that's kind of my point. Um... Yoga retreats are so wonderful. Darn you, COVID. Who knows when they'll open up again. But if ever in your life you get the opportunity to do one, um, I've tried silent retreats. And boy, (laughs) those are insane. Those are intense. But they're so cool. I have never regretted going to one. Um, it is just an experience like no other to go days without speaking to anyone. (sighs) It's so crazy. But sometimes I would go into my little lodge room alone and just like say some words out loud. (laughs) But you know, there's no like real rules. It's just that silence, taking those days of silence and you're out in the wilderness and then you're, you're learning from the teachers during the day. So there is, you know, people, other people talking, but you're not talking. Um, And you eat lunch with all the other people on the retreat and there's no talking to the people. So you can spend, you know, three, four, five plus, however long your retreat is days around these people who it's so interesting from day one you form judgments about the people. And then as the days go on, those judgments get stronger. You know, you think you know these people. You know, that one, well, she must be rude because she won't make eye contact with me or whatever. And then on the last day, at the end of the retreat, the silence is broken and you get to talk to these people and speak to them. And boy, howdy. (laughs) I learned that I am the worst with my judgments. Every single person that I had like created who they were during these days of silence blew my mind when I actually was able to, you know, say hi to them, shake their hand because they were nothing like how I had created them. So meditation retreats, those silent ones for me taught me just how quickly we can judge books by their cover and all my inner fears were coming out too because I couldn't speak to people so it was just like what do people think of me just by seeing me like I'm you know I've got tattoos I I don't know like I don't know what people think of tattoos and a lot of the people on these retreats are older some my own age but um I don't know you just start to think like god if I thought that guy was an asshole and then met him on the last day and he's an absolute sweetie pie what the hell are people thinking about me and but ultimately 
that's that's the whole point is of the retreat is like <laughs> drop your judgments it's there to teach you you know to drop it because I realized how stupid my own judgments are of anything even if someone is rude to me in a grocery store I don't need to judge them I, I don't know you <laughs> you could be having the worst day of your life you know and you weren't even thinking when you were just rude to me like can't I just drop my judgments? So anyways, retreats are cool, but not necessary. You literally, I mean, I didn't go on a retreat until a couple of years into my meditation life. Um, I just encourage people, keep looking into things, you know, that you're interested in. And meditation can be integrated into all the religions, so even even the religious type, <laughs> um, you can find a way to work it into whatever you're already doing. But just something about taking that space to be mindful and just give yourself space from that crazy life that we're all living the world out there is a lot. So just to calm your own brain down, your own thoughts, your own emotions will help us all get through these days, I think. So I'm encouraging that. Um, and I've also just, I've, I've surrounded my world with my favorite spiritual teachers. Um, right now, you know, just, I encourage everyone to do that. Find someone out there who's speaking about things that you care about in a loving way. <laughs> love, love, love. Don't forget that ingredient. Um, not fear, but <laughs> in my opinion. So if you feel connected to a person who is teaching, guiding, informing in a loving way, um, just keep, keep like, discovering their content, keep watching their videos, listening to their podcasts, um, reading books. I've discovered I have no time to read anymore in my life. That's the thing that has just like dropping off of my priority list. I was, I've never been like a huge reader, but if I find a book I love, I will read it. And I mostly just read self-help books. Meh. Cause I don't have time. I love fantasy and stuff, but I don't have time. Um, and I fall asleep as an adult now when I read. So I have like book narcolepsy. But anyways, if you're a reader, read damn books. You know, everyone's all about Brene Brown right now. Be about her. I love her. <laughs> Listen to her podcast too after mine. I, I don't know. Like just find the people and you know if they're filled and if their intentions are love or not. We all know that. Um and just keep reading, listening, watching, um, meditating. Oh, don't we all need that? Don't watch that trash TV all the time. I mean, it's fun to watch trash TV from time to time. But, like, mix it up, you know? Feel it out. If you're going to turn the TV on, check in with yourself and say, All right, what do I really need to watch today? Do I need to watch, you know, I don't know, The Walking Dead? Am I so five years ago? I don't know what people are watching anymore. 
But, you know, that TV that's just, it's stimulating, but it's not really educational, whatever. Um, So just ask yourself, and, you know, sometimes, like right now when I get off this recording, I'm watching the newest episode of The Great British Baking Show. Like, is that really going to help my soul (laughs) find more peace and joy? Yes, but... (laughs) Eventually, I will then pop on, you know, something else or not. But this week, I will. (laughs) I hope you get my point. We just, I think, need to be balancing everything. So what content we're ingesting and digesting. Um, And yeah, so I encourage that. I hope everyone's doing okay. I know we're, you know, back in lockdown. That can be jarring for people. So take it easy on yourselves, everyone. If you are feeling like you're not doing enough, it's not true. We're always enough, but you can do more. And, you know, steady does it just one step at a time. I'm always here to chat. Hit me up. I love talking about uh, self-care and and how we can get ourselves out of the gloom. Um, so, cool. Thanks for listening. Seriously got to get to this episode of Great British Baking Show. Mark left last week. I'm sad. Anyone who watches that show, um, who's going to leave this episode? I'm, I don't even know. All right, guys, stop wasting your time now. Thanks for listening. Okay, sorry, guys, I got sidetracked with the British baking show. (laughs) I just wanted to add um, that meditating can look like so many different things. And so I've mentioned these in past episodes, but I think it's important to say them again. That meditating can be done while we're walking, it can be done while we're running, it can be done while we're sitting, while we're lying down, while we're reclined, while we're standing. (laughs) It can literally be done in so many ways. It's just, it's our brain that we're working with and for and um, that word mindfulness is so important, I think, too. I think it goes hand in hand with meditating. Um, And it really is just like we are taking control of our monkey minds. Can you feel what that means? Monkey mind. (laughs) I think most people can. Just when your mind just feels like it's all over the place all day. It's, It's here, there, north, south, east, west, all at the same time. Backwards, forwards, yesterday, tomorrow, next year. Like that, that feeling is going on in your mind. And we can't sleep because that mind doesn't want to shut off even when our bodies are so tired. And um, I'll tell you right now, I want to add this on too. In these eight years of meditating for me, I sleep great. I have ne- I mean, I have not had a problem with sleep in most of my adult life. And my whole pregnancy... I would read articles and hear other pregnant women in my groups talk about how they just couldn't sleep. I slept my entire pregnancy, no problem. And even even this first year of motherhood, you know, a lot of people are like, get get used to 
to never sleeping again. And I get that in the sense of like the baby wakes you up and stuff, but still no problem sleeping. And I do attribute that to meditating. It has calmed my monkey brain down. And when I feel the monkey brain happening again in my life, I just know, oh wait, it's been three days since I've done anything meditation wise and I just jump right back into it. So anyways, now I'm going to watch the next episode of The Great British Bake Off. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Faust Lane. You can check out our website at lifeinthefaustlane.com or you can click that support button for just 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month.